Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, everybody. Welcome back to After Buzz TV for The Flash, Season 1, Episode 12, Crazy for You. I'm your host, Roxy Stryer, and you guys can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer. You can find us at After Buzz TV. You can go to YouTube.com slash After Buzz TV on iTunes, on SoundCloud. If you're looking for us, you absolutely will be able to find us. And I'd like to introduce my co-host, this is Tari Miller. Hey! Where can they find you, Tari? You can find me on Twitter at Tari J. That's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. Ashley Daniels. Hi. Find me on Twitter at Ashley Daniels. Instagram, Miss Ashley Daniels. I love this song. Hi, everyone. I miss you. <laughs> Jeffrey Masters. Hi, it's me from Jeff Masters 1. That's also my name. And I will say we are starting with Grease tonight because, of course, it was in the episode and it was too good to miss. <laughs> I know it's not quite Grease 2, Ashley. Are you okay? I, I, Grease 1's my favorite, but Grease 2's up there. But Grease 1, come on. We all have to have our loyalty to the no, I don't. I never said I did. Okay, I just God. I love Michelle oh. Pfeiffer. I mean, come on. Are you okay. Me? Yeah, but Olivia Newton-John takes off. Well, of course. Anyway, of back course. to this show. If you are with us and you are <laughs> tweeting at us at AfterBuzz TV, make sure you hashtag ABTV Flash. That's how we're looking at everything. So as always, let us know what songs you want to start with. Let us know what you have to say about the episode that night. Just talk to us about the show in general. We love hearing what you guys have to say. And always rate, comment, subscribe to us everywhere else. And we really, really, really appreciate that. All right, let's get into tonight's episode, which I thought was actionful and amazing. What did you guys think? I thought it was really fun. Uh, we got a little bit of mystery. We got a little bit of, like, Hannibal Lecter Hartley. It was Ooh. great. Yeah. Agreed. Was that a good sound effect? Yeah. Not really. <laughs> oh, but it came from the booth. Really, I made it with my mouth, but really in the booth. They made Real it friends booth. tell you the truth. Oh, that's true. <laughs> All right, fine. Well, then well, tell me the truth. Yeah. What did Thanks. you think of tonight's episode? It was amazing. It was amazing. Okay. I, I wanted more Grodd. I wanted more. Uh, I just thought it was so intense, and I wanted more of that cave with the like the scary, like the oh. horrible cave. And I have a feeling we'll get it. I know. Yeah. I just I liked that scene. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, what did you think? Um, I liked it. I thought it was great. You know, we had like the villain of the week, but we had like Hartley also. So there, carrying over. We had like an awesome fist fight between Hartley and Cisco. Like I hit everything I wanted. 
Uh, speaking of which, we'll talk about that more later, but Cisco's got some muscles. Oh, You're yeah. not the only one, Jeff Masters. Oh, my what God. What the hell is this? Like, what a tease tonight. Look Thank at you. you. Uh, yeah. Thank you. They're new. Ow. Uh-huh. Oh. I don't know what that well, means. Tell your friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into the start of the episode by talking of our monster of the week, which was a little different than all the other villains. I feel like they're doing a really good job picking people to be so separate. We're not seeing anyone who's the same. And this week, we kind of have the two of them. So we've got Clay and Shauna, also known as Peekaboo. I loved that she was named by Caitlin. Oh yeah. my god, that moment was mm-hmm. incredible. I know, and I love the like ongoing like weekly joke. Uh, There's like an inside joke between like the show, and we're on the inside. Though. Yeah, and we're on the inside as viewers. We can partake and be like, they're gonna name it. Who's it gonna yeah. be? Oh my god, Caitlin got to name it. Yeah, I know, it's a fun. It's fun. It's well, it was only because Cisco wasn't there for the moment. I feel like. Do you think that if he was there, he would have been like, no, that's not Peekaboo. That's and renamed it. I feel like he. That's his job. He'd yeah. be a little jealous. But I feel like she wouldn't have done it in the first place if he was there. Right. So, That's true. She took his place for that, you know. She's Very helping, true. helping a friend out, you know. Though if it was Cisco, it would have been something super hardcore like Porty Pie. Yep, that's what it would have been. <laughs> what the <laughs> heck? Super hardcore. Why Porty Pie? That was like, por- it sounds like Porter came- Potty. It does. I was like, that's in my intense. mind. I, I guess the intense. Wait, let him justify. <laughs> I, I'm trying to help a friend. No, you know? yeah, I appreciate it. Hashtag no, yeah. Because it, it's cutesy, but totally. it's also super cool. Totally agree. Yep. All right. We're sticking with it. We're Oh, we're standing our ground on Porty Pie. All right. Yep, yeah, Porty Pie. <laughs> All right. So we've got Clay. He's stuck in prison. He's in Iron Heights, uh, which is really cool because it brings us back to Iron Heights. And I love every chance we get to go there because it, of course, leads us to seeing Henry, who we don't get to see enough, I feel like. Um, in this episode, we, we did get to see him a lot. But we've got Clay. He's there. And we've got Shauna. Again, I love when they have the females be the kick butt ones, and mm-hmm. she kicked butt tonight. She she was more villainous than plastique, but she reminded me a little bit just because we've got a kick butt woman on the show. Mm-hmm. What do you guys yeah. think about her? About who? Peekaboo? Yeah, about yeah. Peekaboo. Oh, you first. I just, oh. I just want to know who you are. About Porta Pie. Porta Party? Porta Pie? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm asking all you guys. Yeah. I care oh. about every person's opinion on this show. I. I cheer, loved cheer. her. Um, ju- I didn't like her because obviously I know she's a villain, so I wasn't like, I'm team peekaboo, but I liked the name. I thought she was, you know, she was scandalous. She was, she was just the fact that she can disappear and reappear and whatever she touches goes with her is pretty awesome. Um, and I liked that they kind of, I did a little background on her and I, uh, if, I don't know if that's going to be the same, if, if we do find out more about her in, in the actual Flash, Show. I don't know if they've gonna they're gonna stay true to that, but mm-hmm. it's kind of sad how she got her her uh, powers. So oh, kind of felt bad. For talk her. to us. So you mean uh, typically well, in the comics? Yeah. So like in in the New Earth, um, her uh, she was a med school student, and she had a um, her father. I think it's Tomas because there's no H after after the T. Um, <laughs> I think um, he needed a Ashley kid- in her binder. <laughs> he needed a kidney transplant, so she went and she tried to give her own kidney transplant, give her kidney. But by doing so, she something happened during that process, and it ignited um, the the metagene that makes her um, teleport into yeah. different places. So it's just kind of sad. And she tried, so she like went into this hospital, tried to steal a kidney. The Flash caught her. She fought against the Flash. The Flash wins. Oh, so they've um, gone up against each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. but she actually idolized the Flash up until that point because he considered her a rogue a- 
after that point. So then she rejected everything that he thought and everything he did. But prior to that, she actually wanted to be a hero like right. the Flash, and he, she idolized him. Okay, so that's very different first. than this episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very different. But what's interesting is I don't know exactly what her backstory is here, but she didn't seem evil in this. You know, it seemed like she was trying to impress is undermining what she was doing, but yeah. for lack of better words, impress the guy that she really liked, or at least save him, you know? Right. I didn't feel like she was doing it maliciously. I felt like she was in love with somebody who was in prison. She tried to take him out. She tried mm. to uh, get him, get enough money for him to be able to leave town. Like, she just wanted to run and he said, I can't because I owe Marcus money. So I yeah. felt like everything she was doing for somebody else and so that is selfless to a certain extent. Yes. Right. Which it ties sounds, in. Yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Sounds like that. So what do you guys think about her being stuck in the pipeline now who with a bunch of people who are pure evil oh, you know we we have mist in there we have uh roy g biv in there uh last week somebody hartley yeah hartley was put, was put in but now he's out i right. guess you know what do we think about her being stuck there and if our theory comes true that somehow they make an army do we think that she is bad or do we think that she just was having a moment of weakness or moments of weakness. I think she's going to stay to being bad just because she's already down there with them. It's like, if you can't beat him, join him, you know? <laughs> I just feel like that she will. But I, I also think Grodd being out is going to really, you know... Mix things up. Yeah, I mean, he might just go back and get them. We don't know. Right. I just assume that he, like, he would also want his team back with him, you know? He doesn't want to be alone out carving well, on walls. If he even knows they're there. I feel like he'll, he'll, he can find a way. <laughs> I don't know. He's smart. Wicked smart. He's wicked smart. Yeah. I would actually, I would say that she wouldn't join up with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, from my perspective, I think that she is more of a tragic character in that, like, the, the theme of this episode was, like, the things you'll do for love. You know, you have the Caitlin and the Barry and all that stuff um, dealing with their love issues. And so her thing was that she so loved inspirational. this guy. So <laughs> Yeah, like, and so she loved this guy so much that she was willing to break him out of prison. And he was so, I won't say... uh Enamored, but he was he was so stuck in what he was doing before he got in prison that he uh, wasn't in the same place as her, and so it ended up that she got wrapped up in this mess. Yeah, a, yeah. I will say, interesting casting again. CW helping their own. He was on uh, he was on Vampire Diaries. And he came in for a Vampire Diaries after show of ours, Mike Parker. So uh, it's just we keep seeing that over and over again on this series. Yeah. I have to ask him because I'm wondering, is he really in love with this girl or is he just stoked to get out of prison? Like, I, I don't think he'll tell me. But. You know, though, it wasn't like he left her, like, out for cold. In my mind, he's thinking, oh, she can teleport out of here. Like, you do you, honey. But she could take him. She could take him. Yeah. That's why it was confusing. I mean, he, yes, he did stick with her, but I feel like he only stuck with her to the point that she could get the money for him so that he could leave. Yeah. Because now yeah, his yeah. debts are paid and Marcus won't come after him and he's kind of free to go. Yeah. Like, he doesn't owe anybody anything at this point. That's fair. That's true. What's going on with Marcus? So is who is this guy? Why is every he have connections in so many places? Do we have any theories about him? Are we going to see him again? Does he... And how? Why wasn't he that confused by Shauna? Oh, do you think he's gonna be a recurring like bad guy character? Well, maybe because when he sees her do her peekaboo thing, he's like, "Oh, I can use you." He's not like, oh, "What was that?" I've, it seemed like he'd seen many metahumans before. Did it seem like that to anybody else? No. I mean, I think, I think that maybe. Right? I mean, maybe he had heard about her teleporting, and that's how they got the money. Uh, I mean, like as like any 
businessman or like mobster would be like this is advantageous like oh, if course. they can get that amount of money uh using her powers then just think of the amount that they can get also right. sorry also in the world of central city a lot of weird things are happening and they finally know that there's this person called the flash That's and he can move true. crazy fast yeah so like in the world there like it's nothing surprising no, it's a really good point because I'm thinking about us here currently in Los oh, Angeles. Yeah. If I saw somebody else on one place to another, my first reaction wouldn't be, ooh, this is great for me. It would be, huh? I would have, yeah. a, thousand, <laughs> I would have a thousand questions. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But you're right. They they do all know about The Flash right now and yeah. what's going on. And it's no longer just a streak or a myth. The Flash is a real thing. Yeah. You know the particles that they found like as her like like feedback? What, what yeah. do you call it? Uh, like leftover? Uh-huh. Um I'm confused. Was that something visible that she was, like, leaving behind? Like, ash, almost? Like, what was it? I mean, I was not there. I don't think that's weird that you'd say I was there. Oh. Ah, nice. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Leaving <laughs> ash. But I'm really good one. I'm proud of you. Um. <laughs> you had a really good one earlier, too, Jeff. Yeah. I know. Yeah, it was good. It was about... We, I heard that Barry was in studio tonight. Yeah, he's here. But we're going to interview him. We just he's just moving so fast, you can't see him. You can't see or hear him. <laughs> when That's he why. stops, we're going to interview him. Um, <laughs> what, sorry, what was she leaving behind, though? I don't know. I think it was just like... Uh, the version of her uh, prints, Footprint. you know, or whatever. Whatever it is that I would leave behind. My hair or whatever it is. Anything that right. was part DNA. of her was doing... When it was mixed with him, it was duplicating onto him or something. Right. It's like... So, the way that she is teleporting is she's essentially compressing her uh, material and then moving it from one place to another. So, it's essentially she is kind of leaving behind pieces of herself everywhere that she goes. Interesting. What they call it? A quantum entanglement? What they call it? Quantum. Oh, yeah, I wrote it down. Yeah. There, uh, yeah. There's actually, there's a lot of scientific terms in this episode and yeah. in this season in general. Quantum splicing. No, that was for the no. running. Oh, yeah. okay, never mind. It's another so, quantum. So, yeah, it was quantum entanglement. Quantum yeah. was used quite a bit quantum. this episode. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. True. Quantum leap. <laughs> so, we have this, and we, we're looking at the cells, and they're trying to figure out what's going on, and they need a little help. They need help from people in Iron Heights. So, what do we get to do? We get to go and see... The dad, which is awesome. Again, I feel like we aren't seeing him enough. Oh, I really disagree. I'm sorry. Just you, this is the second <laughs> time you said that on this show. Just, you feel I, like we're seeing him? I think we're seeing him enough because we like to see him and like we're excited to see him when he pops up. But if we saw him anymore, it would be the show about the Flash and the Flash's dad who's locked up. Like it'd be too much about him. It's not even that I actually think they should change the storyline so we're seeing him more. It's just that, like you said, I like it so much when he's on the screen mm-hmm. that I wanted to be on screen so very yeah. often because right. I think he's unbelievably talented. I think his chemistry with Barry is amazing and I think his chemistry with Joe is awesome too. Yeah. Just the way that they all interact I think is so intriguing. So it, you're right. I shouldn't. I should phrase it differently. I should just phrase it. I'm so excited okay. for the parts that he is there. Also, right. because like the scenes he's usually in, like he gives like a beautiful, like heartwarming yeah. speech each time. I had chills going through me tonight. Like I, I know that we're not there, but when he gives his speech about the flash, oh, oh my gosh. Okay, but before that, so we go. We're trying to figure out from prisoners what's happening. Nobody's telling because, you know, that's prison code. Oh, my gosh. What did I just... I don't know. You just bro, you pounded your chest twice into the peace sign. I, I, I did bro code. I'm spitting on Tari. I just <laughs> yeah. lost myself for a second. I'm back. Right. She's part, she's, Ooh, she, you're kind of a dude What happens sense, when you use though. the code? <laughs> you're so cool. I think you're, um, you're one of the boys. You're a uh, rubbing off on me. <laughs> uh, okay, so we do go there. And finally, we get Henry, who's trying to do investigative work. 
And I don't know, were you guys nervous from the start? Did you feel like something bad was going to happen? Because I felt like they were foreshadowing yep. towards it a little bit. Yeah. You know, he's saying, don't get involved. And he says he wants to. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's admirable. It's true. He says he doesn't feel like he gets to help out a lot. But ugh, come on. Yeah. Scary. Yeah, scary. Yeah. But when Barry says, you know, no more playing cop. I was like, uh-oh. You know. It's all breadcrumbs leading to, like, the Wicked Witch. Yeah. yeah right. I was curious about a couple things, though. So we do see, and we've seen this before, that Barry can get in and out of Iron Heights. And he can take people and he can move them. And we talked about how he wouldn't do this for Henry because Henry would have to be on the run for the rest of his life. However, I feel like, why wouldn't he want his dad to know he's the Flash? So he could just go and chill with him sometimes. You know, like, right. just sit on his bed or something and hang out and then leave? Is that is that a ridiculous thing to say? Well, I think... Got it. Um, I think that um, in that case, prior to this conversation, this heartfelt conversation that we will get into after that he had with his father, um, he probably didn't know how he was going to react. And it was a scary thought to just open up to him. It's not like he's saying, like, I just, you know, I, I just joined the football team and I might, you know, get hurt, yeah, dad, yeah. and oh, whatever. It's like, I am the Flash. Like, how do you even brace, how do you even... How do you do something like that without being fearful of what their response is going to be? But now right. I think he's, you know, he's like, oh, well. I don't think it's that like you should am. be, like, fearful of the response from the father. I think he, this is a man who's, like, locked up and he can do nothing to help you. And as a Flash, you're exposed to a lot of danger. It's like having getting, like, a car for the first time at 16. Your parents are like, oh, my God, they're on their own. There's nothing we could do if they get into a car accident. Being the Flash exposes you to a lot more car accidents. Not only that, but I think that it exposes... Being the Flash would expose people you love to danger. Yes. Which I think is what he's trying uh, to avoid. Right, he doesn't true. want him to worry anymore, well, too. That, and also, the more people who know, they're more at risk, you know, like... If they can get it tortured out of the whatever, because people want to know who the Flash yeah. is. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's interesting that he, his dad, he says, wouldn't you be the first person that I would tell? And I kind of feel like he would be, but it wasn't him. It's Joe. It's just a weird relationship he had. Weird isn't, I don't mean weird in a yeah, bad way. It's yeah. just interesting relationship he has with Joe, his pseudo dad and Henry his dad dad also it could be he's like gathering all the information needed in order to like present this to his father it can't be like by the way I move fast and like I'm trying to figure it out it's like I move fast I'm the flash I'm saving lives I have a team working with me don't worry about it yeah yeah Yeah. so he's trying to oh go ahead I was gonna say and beyond that like uh Henry is always being watched, so there was never really an opportunity for him to have this conversation. True, um, I guess. Because otherwise, he, it would be him telling the prison who he is, as opposed to, like, just... Yeah. Did anybody else kind of think he did tell him in a sense that he knew he was the Flash? I mean, why would you cry and everything if you didn't know? Like, I just felt like that was kind of like, a, right. I'm, like I'm going to tell you that I don't think you're the Flash, but I know you're the Flash, of course. but I'm not going to say yeah. it. it I mean, I felt was. like, how long has he known? I don't know. Yeah, and it is interesting that he picked up on it like this. I mean, so what did he say was his information about it? Because, uh, because of what happened with the guy. Julius. With Adam with Julius, and what was the other one? Something Uh, with Joe? When, uh, the Flash saved Joe right in front of him. Oh, right. So, I I don't know if I necessarily would have put those pieces together as quickly as Dad did, but I guess he's a better detective than I am. He has a lot of time to think about it. That's very (laughs) true. Father's intuition. Yeah, but how many fathers out there think that their kid's the Flash? I'm sure, right? About, 
like None. thousands of them. No, like I'm pretty positive Mike gets Flash. Right. Seen, has he ever seen the Flash? I forget the well, father. Yeah, he's, yeah, well, he saw like he's talking about when he saved Joe right in front of him, but he didn't see the Flash like frozen. The Flash was doing a shaky thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Doing the shaky cam. Okay, because I would buy it if this is a long shot. But I would understand if he was like, I saw the Flash like in his costume, and you have identical bodies. I know your slim little form, you know, your like twee little arms. You would think somebody at this point would know that. Wink, wink, Iris. <laughs> right. Wink, who wink. Who also like kind of sees his face sometimes. And, like when you see somebody like walking in front of you, and like from the back, you're like, I know that body. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. But I, it's interesting because we were talking about how Barry was, is trying to maybe save him and that's why he didn't tell his dad. But the dad's doing the same thing to Barry because the dad, when he has information about what happened, he doesn't call Barry and tells him. He calls Joe. Mm-hmm. And I felt like Barry is a little upset about that because he, he was out of the loop. Do you think that Joe overstepped his boundaries by using Henry to get information? No. I think at this point Joe's so close to him that he can't really overstep any boundaries. Close to who? The dad? To, to, to the dad, to Barry. Just He's just part of the fa- He is the family. You know, he's one of them. So just... Yeah, it's true. Uh, you know, it's like if you have someone close to you that just d- that steps in and does something, but like you could never think that they're intruding because they're so close to you. Do you know what I mean? Right. So... That's true. I don't know. I don't know. And they use the information to go and find um, Marcus's place and Joe is able to... Uh, kind of temporarily stop Marcus? I mean, what actually goes down there and what does it mean for the future? Because we still have Clay out there somewhere. Shauna's still alive. How much good did they really do? I don't know. You know, I don't know. You know what? I had a really hard time, though, believing that Julius would be this up-to-date on, like, the activities of, like, the gang, for lack of a better word. Yeah, well, somebody must have talked to him and told him to uh, knife... Henry, so I guess when they said it, Julius was probably like, oh, okay, but why? I, 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 I more uh, see it as being like, he maybe has like two or three other gang members in the prison, and they're like, hey, Henry's talking a little too much, he's digging around, we gotta stop this. Yeah. But for, for him to be able to be like, there's gonna be a truck crossing this bridge at 3.07, Mrs. Scarlet will be there with the pipe. Like, you know, it's a little bit yeah, too no. much <laughs> of detailed information for you to find out in, like, prison. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. It, it's interesting because I hadn't bothered me, and I wasn't thinking about it at all but people are listening in on these conversations too like how would they manage to say that yeah 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 i I don't know if barry can't find time with henry alone to tell him he's the flash then there's no way julius can find time with marcus alone for him to tell him where the next robbery (laughs) is going or with uh clay alone and like why would he even need that information yeah yeah i don't know that's so that he could get cut in. Uh, maybe he is. I mean, being a stool pigeon probably requires a certain amount of payment. So if he knows what uh, hits are going down, then he can be like, "All right, well, I help you with this one. I get a ten percent cut." So he needs to know what he gets a ten percent cut of. Interesting. It's the same thing, though. I think that happened last week with the phone call and Iris figuring out the job. Sometimes I just think we have to give the show the benefit of the doubt. They only mm-hmm. have 42 minutes. Yeah. They got to tell a story. We just have to... Of course. Th- and Expand it. Yeah, okay. and w- while that little like plot point with Julius did make me think, huh, how is that possible? Other like suspensions of disbelief, like I don't, don't bother me, such as like uh, Barry Allen like speeding out of jail with him. Mm-hmm. Like if he's in a locked cell, 
You know, I guess he's like opening it. Okay, never mind. But yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I was thinking like if he's in like a locked area, be a he can't get the fast out. <laughs> but I guess he can like open things. His yeah. little shaking of the car door. Yeah, maybe he'd have a couple of cuts, a couple more cuts. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Oh, and while that sounds like picky, like this is the kind of show where like you let it go because it is like the super world. Yeah, right. I get what you're saying. All right, so it's not just Henry and Joe and Barry trying to solve all this. Obviously, we have our Scooby Gang with us. If you're new to the show, the Scooby Gang consists of Cisco, Caitlin, Wells, and. You know, there were some really, really great moments amongst these people tonight. I I loved the interaction in the karaoke. I loved what we had going on with Caitlin and Barry. There's some Snowberry going on. <laughs> you know, people are shipping Snowberry across the world. People love Caitlin and Barry. I'm sorry. I know you guys get no. upset when I say it, but people like it. And then at karaoke, and they go and they sing Summer Love, and I can't believe that that didn't get to you with them. They're friends. Friends We're sing Sandy Summer Love. and Danny friends. Um, honestly, that was there's no correlation between just because they're singing the song doesn't mean that he's John Travolta <laughs> at that very moment, and she is Olivia Newton-John. I All mean, right, come on. He might be John Travolta. You hear that voice? Thank you, Glee, Beautiful, for beautiful me know. voice, but there's no way that that was... I mean, it's it, for people that are a little more susceptible to believing that love exists everywhere, like <clears throat> Roxy, they may take that and, you know, say, oh my God, it's another sign. But no, that absolutely Caitlin and Barry are 100% best friends. They okay. have a blast together. I will say, I think Woo! this is the first go tar, episode go tar, that go. I did feel like there was a, ki- a chemistry between no. them. I, but now, I, well, I will say that, like, mostly it's on Caitlin's spot like you saw that little wry smile that she gave at the end like uh i think i found my way of moving on yeah or the fact that she asked him to change her asked if he got a peek said it was okay if he did asked him to wait at her bed so she could fall asleep you do that with a guy you like or if you're lonely no a little (laughs) innocent flirtation never hurt anybody it doesn't mean that she's like admit it's flirting I think that it's a playful flirtation that they have amongst themselves because they're best friends. You can do that with your best friend. You can, I've, I've had best guy friends in my life that I've been like that with that were straight, but it was never like, it was never for one single second that we ever both felt like, oh my God, let's date. It was just like, we have, you just, you're so comfortable with one another. Yeah, this chemistry is what like makes the characters and the show exciting. I don't think they'll need to date or will they ever date. I don't think so. Well, it looks like it won't happen anytime soon at least because we are introduced to Linda Park. Yes. All right. There's a mixed... This is a mixed bag. Some people are loving this. Some people are hating this because obviously she isn't Barry Allen's to have. I mean, she's been with Wally West in in past comics and I don't know... Do you guys think that this is a nice nod just showing that the character is involved in the Flash series? Or do you guys find it disrespectful and and not true to the comics that she's with Barry Allen? I mean, I like it. I mean, I think that the writers are kind of telling us that everything that has ever been Flash is free game. Like, even Peekaboo is a Wally West villain. So, I mean, why not let the other characters come in and be a part of this world? I I see no problem with it either. I mean, I think if we were more... If I can't speak for the people that grew up with the Wally West series and that they actually, you know, they maybe are a little more attached to these characters. 
you know, I don't know if 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 they started changing this show on us like years later, we're all like so invested in what's going on. We might be like, come on, like I don't know. For me, it doesn't bother me. I actually like that because it just it gives us more um, suspense. We don't we can't predict anything with this show. And there's been so many iterations of the Flash over the years. This is just another iteration. It's not copying any one of like the nine that came before. Very yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think about her character and Barry specifically? So we've got the whole app text message thing and him trying to put himself out there and then they do go on the date um what did you guys were you feeling the vibes or was it a little forced did she come on too strong i felt it i mean i didn't think i don't think it's long term but i think right now it's what barry needed to just to to feel confident again i mean especially after that awkward moment that he had with iris you know when he said what he felt about her um i think it was more for i think they put this in the show more so that iris can now realize what she's missing because you don't you know you always miss whatever you you lose in life and you want I think, what you can't yeah, have yeah you want what you can't have well, she can have him but now she's like wait he's valuable i i could definitely see myself with him so i think that's what this is yeah, and I hope like Barry move on past her. Yes, um, I know that we only only caught a very small glimpse of Linda Park and their interaction. Um, so far, I didn't see like shooting fireworks. Yeah, yeah. no, but it's. Enough. I saw like a cute, pretty girl. I didn't mm-hmm. see like yeah. crazy chemistry, but we weren't exposed to them together that much. Yeah, it's a first mm-hmm. meeting, you know. And I thought that like I thought she was cute enough, and I thought when she gave her number, that was super hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Ow. Oh, Just you like saying. a forward girl. Heck yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that she has potential. Though, if if there was anything that the fans could be mad about, is that, like, I think I read an interview that says she's kind of a placeholder. And I think that is right. like a treading on sacred ground. Uh, that's true. Oh, wow. You know, I I think that it was a nice little meet-cute. And I, I liked it at the bar. I liked that she kind of played around with him with the berry, berry. Um, I, I think it's good. But, yeah, is it going to last forever? Yeah. Is it, like, the world's most epic love story? Probably not. I more think it's reason for Iris to be upset. And that's undeniable, right? We saw that in Iris's face. Yeah, definitely. I don't know if, I don't know if it was upset. It was more like a little bit of confusion. I think she was fighting her own feelings inside. Mm. It was like, well, okay, now I'm starting to realize something. Also, Am she's I? in Am her turf. This is the newspaper. It's like her office. Yeah. This is her like land and groupies. What are you doing here? Well, she's the new stringer, though, and Linda's been there for longer. Sports. Sports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I get what you're saying, but it seems to me like she's happy with Eddie. By the way, Eddie's been playing a very small role in the last few weeks, I feel. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did save Barry in that one episode, but yeah. I don't know. I think that they're really building up to something here. I agree. They've also reduced him yep. to like just like small, perfect, like one-dimensional person. Right. You know? I really feel like we're about to get our socks oh, knocked off. Oh, yeah. Like I agree. That's exactly what's going to happen. It's going to be because now we're not really, our, our radar is not up with him now. Yeah, yeah it's you like know? the wind-up from the boomerang. Exactly. He's the silent killer, which is nice to have juxtaposed with Wells because obviously every time Wells says a word, we're all like, huh? Yeah. What do you say? Mm-hmm. What's he going to do now? Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah. I don't know. That's going to be really interesting to watch. Uh, the other thing that I, I really liked in tonight's episode was the whole storyline with Cisco and Pied Piper. So, Pied Piper is smart, man. He is really, really smart. You gotta know when he's trying to get out of the pipeline that he has something planned. Mm-hmm. You didn't know what it was, but he has something. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you guys think it's fair that Cisco, even though Caitlin said stop, is still looking for Ronnie? 
Because Ronnie was his friend. Do you guys think that that's okay? Yeah. I mean, Caitlin doesn't hold ownership over Ronnie's story. You know, just because they were engaged doesn't mean that that uh, Cisco can't go out and try to find answers for himself because he does blame himself for what happened to Ronnie. Yeah, I agree with that. Do you think she would have a right to be upset though? Because she feels, I from what it seems, she feels like she can be upset. Says, "I told you to stop, stop." It's hard. It's a hard. It's difficult because when you're friends with somebody and then, you know, and then that person, your other friend dated that person. It's like, who's your, not so much loyalty, but like, do you favor the fact that she's saying, you know, this is really, this is going to hurt her when you're, when you're, you know, she's trying to forget about it and move on. And it's going to be difficult to do that when her best friend slash coworker is looking for her ex, ex fiance. I mean, it's just, it's not easy. I don't know where Cisco, it's so tough. I feel like Cisco can can't do any wrong with picking either because it is his friend, but I also feel like it's it's hard because you work every day with Caitlin and seeing her, you know, have to relive this all the time is yeah. difficult. It's like, but, I'm sorry, no, please. I was I was gonna say it's it's like uh, respecting your living friend or honoring the wishes of the dead. Right. It's those two. Yeah. But I think more than that, also, like he feels like hundred percent responsible for the death, mm-hmm. which I'm glad they brought Very up. True. He locked him in there. So finally he comes out and he tells Caitlin that tonight. And I was expecting, cause she is a little feisty sometimes and she has a tendency to walk off and get upset. I mean, she doesn't scream or anything, but she, in her own right, yeah. gets upset. She was hungover, so she may have been a little in on edge. Yeah, but she was really, <laughs> for lack of a better word, cool about the situation. Yeah. Yeah. She was very supportive and said this is nobody's fault. Which I thought was really, really awesome that they did because, like you're saying, this is part of a family. This is our Scooby gang. They really have to stick together. And if she had turned to him and been like, this is on you. Yeah, right. uh, What would he have done with himself? Well, do you think that this may have been a reason why she did that? Was so that maybe Cisco's, you know, his, um, he, he could not feel any, uh, what's the word? Guilt. Guilt, thank you. (laughs) That his guilt level would go down significantly because he sees Caitlyn's reaction is not, you know, does she, is she kind of doing it that way? Right, to help him move on. To help him move on too? I don't know. I don't know. I think she probably felt a little bad about how she reacted to the firestorm thing being on his desk. She was pissed about it then and also I feel like she really believes that. She really believes this isn't his fault. He didn't do this. It's more Wells' fault. He's the one who said that he knew about what could have happened. So I, I think that she said this is what Ron would say and she really tries to think how he would feel which is important uh, it was I want to get back to the storyline though with uh, Hartley and what happens there because we do find a little bit more about what happens with Stein and with Ronnie so I need this kind of explained to me because we start with a shadow and Hartley's sitting there to Cisco and he's like you still don't see it, do you? And I'm like, see what? See what? He's like, you'll be kicking yourself when you get it. I'm like, get what? Get what? (laughs) I'm going to kick myself. So this is when I go to our expert Tari on this stuff. What's going on here with the shadow and what is there to get about what happened with Stein and Ron? Um, So from the way I understand it is, um, well, first to explain the shadow. The shadow um, is essentially the... The remains of, like, if a bomb has gone off and you're in front of a structure that is still there, there's usually a outline of your existence that is your remains. Um, so the merging of their, their two bodies slammed them against this wall, and that was a picture of their remains at that moment. Um, what I can assume is when Ronnie was inside the particle, particle accelerators, all of his atoms were dispersed and became part of the the uh, pulse that the accelerator created. And then in that pulse, 
it hit Martin Stein, uh, effectively fusing them together. It fused them together because Stein is working on... Uh, transmutation. Quantum splicing. Yeah. Quantum splicing. Yes. What was he holding in his hand? I was going to ask that. And we see, when we see, like, Ronnie's face in this particle go to him, whatever the, like, shadowy thing was, uh, or the fiery thing was, yeah. Stein was holding this ball in a box. I believe it was uh, the dark matter that they mentioned. Okay. So he was holding dark matter, which enabled them to be transmuted, which is broken apart and put back together. Um, with the catalyst of the uh, the particle accelerator wave. So, so this must have been like part of a plan, if he has this dark matter. I don't think this was the plan. I think that yeah. it was part of a plan, a plan that we're still not exactly positive about. I still think that he went to go see, uh, I, I'm guessing, Wells that day. Yeah. I don't think he went to go see Ronnie. I definitely don't think he tried to join with Ronnie. Yeah. So what was he trying to do? Yeah. Well, the there were picket signs where he was standing, so I assume that they knew that the particle accelerator was was being turned on, and they were essentially rioting rioting against it. Hmm. But why would he be rioting with, um, you know, why would he be there rioting if he was trying to show this splicing? What's it called? The quantum, quantum splicing. Like, why? How? How would that have helped him riot? I'm not sure. Like, I mean, you could. I would assume that probably he felt like he felt like his research was the the answer to whatever problem that they were trying to solve. And he's like, I'm going to show it to Wells. I'm going to stop this from being a thing. Um, Got it. Yeah. So we do find out, though. However, exactly it happens, we right now are seeing Ronnie, and inside of Ronnie is Stein. So every time that we've interacted with him, supposedly we've been interacting with Stein. On the inside. Is everybody on that same page? Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I'm so confused with the preview from next week that shows Ronnie in, like, human form. Was that a flashback? Me? I'm not sure, but I think that what we're going to get is a little Jekyll and Hyde situation going on here. Like, I don't think that it's only Stein ever inside Ronnie's body. I think we've got both of them. And even if we've seen Ronnie so far, he's too afraid that he might turn into Stein that he doesn't want Caitlyn to come near him. But the Ronnie we saw, though, is, like, cut like Ronnie with like a haircut and like a cut body. Oh, you mean the physical? Yeah, physically. Well, I don't know. I, I have to say, I think with um, with the reason that they're bringing Martin Stein and Ronnie in is because um, I was reading a bunch of articles that they are, they're trying to see if the viewers really enjoy watching Martin Stein and, and, and Ronnie because they'll give more of it. That's some of the inside scoop I've been reading. So that they, they don't know exactly where they're going with it, and it's kind of up to fans? I think so. I think so. Not positive, because what I read is just through other fans, yeah. but that's something that I, w- I found interesting. I wrote it down. So I, I think that could be it. I, I don't so, know. So is Firestorm and, isn't a bad guy, right? Firestorm, no, Firestorm's yeah. good. So this is potentially like adding another member to the team. Well, yes, right. but if you guys remember, obviously we talked about this, Killer Frost isn't a good girl, so something right. about... I would find it hard to believe... A good guy coming on the team would turn her into a villain. That's true. So I don't know exactly what's going to happen there. Maybe her by trying to help him, something happens to her, or again, maybe her whatever happened in the particle accelerator, it it's dormant in her, or maybe it's it, just having her name uh, be Caitlin Snow is just an homage to Killer Frost. We right. we really don't know. It could also happen like years down the road. Right. It's true. Exactly. Same with vibe. 
Francisco. Yes, exactly. But he's supposed to be good. Is it not vibe? No, it is. No, it no. is vibe. But he's supposed to be good. He's not a bad guy. I would just yeah. think, you know, Caitlyn, what, she doesn't have a bad bone in her body. Yeah. At least not yet. I know. She doesn't have a drunk bone. I love drunk Caitlyn. I love drunk Caitlyn. <laughs> Get her more alcohol. I know. Can I open a tab? <laughs> <laughs> she has a life. I think she has a life. Yeah, she's funny. I know. I, I did love that. Um, okay, so we've got the Scooby gang going on. And then we've got Barry. We talked a little bit about his the romance with Iris, but he's also trying to help her out at the paper. And in doing this... He's trying to give her the scoop on what's going on in Iron Heights, but instead, she really sneakily takes this picture, and it's printed in the newspaper. Did any of you guys find that a little disrespectful to The Flash, that she would do that? You know, it's not like she asked, and he was trying to help her out, and then she ran a story with his photo. I think if she had just said, hey, can I take a picture of you? I need it. I think he would have been like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, just the yeah. way he went about it. It was kind of rude, I think. No? No, I agree. I think that, like, her, she, she, no, I changed my opinion. Um, you can't do that. I think I can. Not allowed. Um, I think that since their last interaction was a hostile one, she didn't know if she could ask him to, uh, to take a picture or anything like that. Like, but he, why was, else would he have brought these files then if, if it was going to be hostile, you know? Well, right. He obviously was trying to help her. Right. Well, he was trying to help himself. He was like, I need help with this. You're the only reporter I know. Take these files. That's true. So we know that it's Barry trying to help her. But from her perspective, it's just like, hey, he's trying to find a way to use me. I'm going to use him as Good well. Point. But we also have to remember that they don't have a like relationship. It's not Barry and Iris. It's Iris and Flash who have known each other for like three weeks. So and she doesn't owe him four anything. Four times. Right. Yeah. And the whole time it's been, I'm going to get the scoop. Like it's not it's not a secret. I know, but I felt like she was kind of crushing on him. We we talked about that. Oh, yeah, and I just think true. that it was interesting that she pulled this. I would make him less likely to help her in the future. Which yeah, that's very she true. She has to keep in mind. All right, guys, the biggest part of the episode, in my opinion, or the thing that I'm most excited about, we can talk more about it in predictions. But briefly now, what happens at the end here with Girl yeah, Abroad? Oh I my mean. God. Crazy. What Crazy. I, I knew we were going to see him, but I got to tell you, I didn't know we were going to see him like this this soon. I can't believe in season one of this show they are going here. He is one of the biggest Flash villains. This is a huge thing to take on, especially think about how much money this would cost. I just think that any network in their right mind would be like, no, no. But this network is just crazy enough to do it, which I love. What do you guys think about seeing this massive gorilla take down two guys? I think it's so exciting. I felt bad for the guys, but I thought it was so intense and amazing, and I loved every second of it. I want more of it, and yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I was I was super happy to see it. I was part of me was expecting him when we first see him come out of the shadows to just speak in a British accent because that's the kind of person that Grodd is. He's like this super intelligent like gorilla, and so I just wanted him to be like, "Hello, gentlemen, <laughs> I'm going to have to kill you now." But uh, I love that he's this raging like. Loon. Beast. <laughs> Why does he write his name all over the place? He wants people to know he was there because he's leaving <laughs> like tracks on trees. Well, he's like he's leaving his, his signature. <laughs> exactly. All right, guys, let's get to some news Not and I gossip know. before we get to our prediction. After Buzz TV News. 
All right, I want to start a little bit with the fact that we're getting an alum back from the 1990 Flash. So Vida de Ambrosio, who played uh, Officer Tony Bellows, is rejoining this cast. So he's joining alums John Wesley Shipp and Mark Hamill, and he is coming on with the same name, but he's actually supposed to be playing the mayor. That's in episode 17, so we saw episode 12 tonight. So we've got five more episodes until we see that. Cool. Uh, I love that they're doing this. I think it really awesome that they keep bringing back characters. It's and cool he's the fourth totally. one now? Yeah, I think well, who was the fourth um, other than those two that I just named? Uh, Tina. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I guess that he would be the fourth and I bet he won't be the last. Yeah. Let us know if we're missing anybody guys. Um, but I'm excited to see this. I wonder what the mayor is going to have to say about these metahumans. I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. So this is awesome. Uh, CW revealed the first look of Adam. So the Adam costume that we've been waiting for. If you're watching Arrow, you've been waiting a long time to see this. Uh, if you're watching Flash and you don't watch Arrow and you've been listening to our after show, you know that there might be an Air, uh, Adam spinoff. So we're looking forward to this character, but he is on Arrow right now. This costume is sick. The costume's awesome. And they also said he's going to be making an appearance on Flash. Yeah. Which should be... I wonder what that means. I have no idea. He's going to be on the February 25th Arrow, though. So, uh, the February 25th Flash or February 25th Arrow? Arrow. Oh, okay. And then the Flash, they did not list a thing, but they said it will be on Flash at some point. I believe Ooh, it should be uh, episode 18 of Flash. Him and Felicity will be kind of crossing over it, is awesome. what I remember. Oh, really cool. Really and I cool. think he'll be crossing over like it, as the Atom. Yeah, I want to see Felicity back on the like show, the too, so that's yeah. great. All right, moving on. So we've got, we already announced that Devin Gray, who was um, uh, in Dexter, is playing the imitation trickster. This is the costume that was released. He was on set. This is the first time he was seen filming. Uh, this is like the strangest ensemble. It's perfect for, I think. What do you guys think about it? Love it. I love yeah. it. It looks like an at-home DIY. So, yeah, <laughs> definitely. He's like a circus. Which would make sense. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that jacket you would wear, actually. Is that weird? I just don't it's know whether to be insulted. insulted it's, or, I think it's totally cool. Let's see the episode. It looks like Chrome Hearts a little. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Okay. And guys, last but not least, there was an interview that MTV did with Candace Patton, and she was talking about who she ships on this show. So I thought this was really interesting. She said, quote, I think that there's a chemistry between Barry and Iris that cannot go unrecognized. And for me, being a fan of the comics now and knowing the relationship between Barry and Iris, I just think it's something that I'd like to see happen at some point. So she talked about earlier, I have to say, early in the article, she talked about the fact that she's really liking her character with Eddie. She thinks Eddie's a really great guy on the show and whatnot, but this is what she said following that. So I don't think she's alone in thinking that they should be seen together, and we already talked about how we saw them kissing in pictures on set. It's going to happen at some point. Yeah. And more importantly, what's going to happen is that Candace Patton is actually coming into our after show next week. So she will be here to talk about her character and to talk about filming, which is really, really exciting. So let's send some love out to Iris. Start tweeting at her and make sure you tweet questions for her at us. Uh, Always you can tweet at our handles and you can also tweet um, with hashtag ABTVFlash, which is really important. If you guys have questions that you want us to ask her, we'll make sure to do that. But you have to tweet at us or write on YouTube, of course. All right, let's. Get I did to have some. my news. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did one. To Ashley's um, news someone gossip. sent it to me. I believe it was Joseph on um, YouTube. So thank you, um, Robbie Amell. Uh, he said on Twitter that um, his his childhood dream was to play the Red Power Ranger, and he's still.
still would like to. Um, and there, that movie is coming out in 2016, uh, the Power Rangers movie. I think he'd be a really cool Power Ranger. That's I think my... it's great that actors now are trying to like not pitch themselves, like, yeah, pitch themselves almost like their own agents. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think it's awesome. I think that if you see something you really want, it, it's your dream, and you're at a place that you might be able to obtain it. That's great. Yeah, totally. Yeah. We're seeing it all yeah. over, all over DCU, or all over Marvel, Star Wars, whatever it is. People are pitching themselves, and sometimes it's working. So, um, if you guys like that, then obviously let the studios know. And, and sometimes, yeah. a lot cool. of times, they take the fans' opinion. All right, yeah. let's get to predictions. <laughs> Now, you're after Buzz TV. First, I want to know, when is the next time you guys think we're going to see Grodd? Is he going to keep coming? When are we going to get more of him? I think very soon. I feel like in the next... There's going to be some chaos that's involved with him. I do not think that he is hiding by any means, writing his name everywhere, killing people. I mean, he definitely is out for something, and he's he's running towards something, towards someone or many, I don't know. I just feel like he's going to open the door and let them out. I'm not mm-hmm. saying anymore. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Just, I just don't know how, how long it's going to be till we see him because next episode seems to be all about Ronnie and Stein and figuring out how to split them up and whatever. So I feel like they're just teasing yeah. us a little Easter bit. Easter eggs, a little yeah. bit with him. It's not going to be next episode, but it's going to be soon, I feel. This is yeah. the third Easter You can't even call it Easter egg because we actually yeah. saw him, but this is the third mention of him or viewing of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love that they're keeping it going throughout the entire season. I think we might even get it. might be a finale kind oh. of thing. Could yeah, be. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That would leave us hanging for a while, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly. They're just letting us know, like, hey, he's there. Be on the lookout. All right, what are the other predictions? Wouldn't it be nuts if he was mind-controlling Wells this whole time? Oh, my That'd be God. Insane. You think so? <gasps> um, yeah, but then would how, would we ha- how would we be talking to the future, and how would we be using um, any of the – how would we have the costume? If he was mind controlling, if he was mind, I mean, if he was mind controlling, and that would mean that he essentially knows all the. I mean, he could know all the details there are. Like he could know about the future. He could know about the suit, and his yeah. plan could be to create this being to counter what uh, what Wells has told him about the Flash. Interesting. Um, would, he have, would he have any tap into Gideon? Would he have any tap into Gideon or no? Huh? Well, could he t- his uh, into Gideon would be Wells, I guess. Well, I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, does he? Is it through Gideon? To him, no, to, to it, Wells, or is it just, it would just straight be to Wells? Straight to Wells. So Gideon couldn't intercept that at all, obviously, because no. she has never mind in sense. No, she kind of does. It's a robot. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, any other predictions? Um, obviously, we, as I talked, said, we we're talking about Stein and Ronnie. Are we going to be able to split them up at some point? Do you guys think? Maybe not next week. But... I don't think so. Okay, I think they're forever they're sharing kind a body, of attached, forever? aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. You think so too? There's no way we can get them split. No. Or fission? Is it fission? 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 Fission to remove? Fission. You pull over that binder, girl. Doing your research. I love it. Do your thing, honey. Guys, throughout the week, if they want to keep in touch with you guys to figure out where, what your predictions are or what's going on, where can everybody find you on social media, Tari? You can find me on Twitter at Tari J. That's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. Ashley. Twitter, Ashley Daniels. I tweet from Jeff Masters one, and I do all the book reviews for Book Circle Online, which are amazing. And go check it out. That's a sister network of ours. So yeah. make sure you check out Book Circle Online. Uh, you can find me at Roxy Shire. You can find us at AfterBuzz TV, AfterBuzzTV.com, YouTube.com/slash AfterBuzzTV, on iTunes, on SoundCloud. Make sure you tune in next week because we will be interviewing Candace, which is awesome. We're really oh. excited to have Iris on. Uh, which uh, I just what can't should we wear? Her. Let us know what to wear next week. Yeah, <laughs> well, just let us know. 
all your thoughts. And again, as last time, hashtag ABTV flash for all your questions for her. We will miss you until next week. Keep the conversation going. See you then. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz here. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.